may the Lord bless bless you bless you all all the brothers and sisters and all persons who in this moment are watching us and we are here live uh, online and you have taken the time out to hear this sermon and the meditation of the Word of God the Word of God which is the Bible the Bible which is the beautiful book that teaches us to know God the Bible speaks to us of the Lord and here we find everything in the Bible we find a God of love as we also find a God that is consuming fire a God that is zealous and lively with his creation also a God that offers love and mercy to those that suffer he extends a hand to those who need it most and so to this God that's powerful this God in spirit and truth is who we worship and follow who we glorify every day of our existence and that we all all of you as well should have the knowledge of having this God and of calling upon him every day of your life invoke that God every day that you open your eyes after you wake up after sleeping throughout the night you open your eyes to wake up from the following day give God thanks and say thank you my God for another day of life you've given me but also give God thanks for the opportunity God is giving you of following his steps of following his ways and this is how we we recognize our God as we have remembered him and we invoke him and every day remembering he exists and he deserves the honor and glory and well of course everyone goes out to do their job go to school and they go with God and the honor and the glory is for our Lord and today we will be singing to the Lord because I love when you participate as well singing as we do without the instrumentation but just with the instrument God has given us our voices our throats singing to God he doesn't expect that we should be professional singers but what we do we do with all of our heart with sincerity and joy for him for he deserves it and hymn number 10 in the brothers and sisters hymnal book from the church the church of god ministry of jesus christ international the brothers and sisters that participate they have their hymnal books and we're singing hymn 10 which is oh that will be glory so we're going to sing with our heart to the Lord and the hymn to honor our Lord it goes when all my labors and trials are o'er and I am safe on that beautiful shore just to be near the dear Lord I adore will through the ages be glory for now all that will be glory for me glory for me 
least I shall look on his face. That will be glory. Be glory for me. By the gift of his infinite grace, I am accorded in heaven a place. Just to be there and to look on his face will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me, glory for me, when by His grace I shall look on His face, that will be glory, be glory for me. Friends will be there, I have not long ago. Joy like a river around me will flow. Yet just a smile from my Savior I know will through the ages be glory for me. Oh, that will be glory for me. Glory for me. Glory for me. His grace I shall look on his face that will be glory be glory for me glory and honor be to our God and we give the Lord thanks for his love and his mercy and today brothers and sisters today we will be meditating in a book that Brother Alvaro read in the beginning. And we will be emphasizing, highlighting the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will be meditating in regards that our Lord Jesus Christ is God. He is God because there are many who don't believe that Jesus Christ is God, our God, that the Son of God is not God, that He was an ordinary man. In what we will be reading today, we will realize that the Lord Jesus Christ is God. He is the same God that created the heavens and earth. And there is a hidden mystery, a mystery in the manifestation of God, a mystery we will uncover as we continue reading. And so, we will be opening our Bibles in Isaiah chapter 40, because today we will be reviewing the divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ, or Jesus Christ being God. And Isaiah chapter 40, the book of the prophet Isaiah, in verses 2 to 5, we will be reading quickly. And I think you've already found the scripture, Isaiah chapter 40, and so verse 2 reads, The Lord says to Isaiah to prophesy 
to the people of Israel in that time. Now, that was thousands of years ago. And the Lord here in verse 2 says, Speak, he tells Isaiah, Speak comfort to Jerusalem, to the heart of those dwelling in Jerusalem. And he says, Cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. For here in this chapter, we find that God had already punished the people of Israel and had destroyed them, or had destroyed Jerusalem, and had led the remnant captive to Babylon and had returned. And when they returned, God made them beautiful promises that the remnant would continue till the day our Lord Jesus Christ arrived to the earth to preach his word, the good tidings of salvation or the true gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why the Lord told Isaiah, this is what I have for the future. Tell this to Jerusalem, to those that live there. Although in that time, this prophecy was not fulfilled because when our Lord Jesus Christ manifested on the earth, they had already died for many years, had gone by centuries. But God was speaking to all the future generations. He was speaking to a church that would be raised in the future. And this is why he says to them, tell them that the time has ended, their iniquity is pardoned, because who would pardon their sins? Our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is how in verse 3, it says, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. This voice of one crying in the wilderness was referring to John the Baptist. He was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. When we read the Gospels, we find the story that John came from the wilderness dressed in animal garments and very different to how the people used in that time, the prophets or the priests. And he came dressed differently. And he came from the wilderness preaching. And John said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That was the voice that the Lord was saying here in Isaiah. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, the Lord at no time did he say, John the Baptist is coming and he will preach. He simply said, in the prophecy of Isaiah, he told the people that a voice would come and that it would cry out and that they ought to prepare the way of the Lord and that they would should repent and prepare their hearts for God would be manifesting very soon. And when he said God would be manifesting soon, it was referring to our Lord Jesus Christ. This is why he said, prepare the way in verse 3. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. It doesn't say here a prophet or another prophet or a prophet among the many other prophets that have existed. No, it said this voice that is crying out in the wilderness would be preparing the hearts of people because he was going to prepare the way of God, the, the way of our God, 
so that when he manifests, he finds hearts that are repented. So in verse 4, he also prophesied and said, Every valley shall be exalted, meaning the hearts of people, those hearts that felt that they were less than anyone else and less than nothing, that they had no voice or say, they had no way of making their rights counted. People who were living full of tribulation, people that were being oppressed by the rulers of that time, principally the Roman Empire. And so to those hearts that were broken, they are a valley. And let us notice valleys are the low parts of the land. And then we find mountains and the middle parts of the mountains and then the cusp, the peak. And so the valleys are low. And that is how the hearts of those people were in that time because they were being enslaved by the rulers of that time, the Roman empires, and they had no freedom to seek the Lord either. Even if they wanted to seek the Lord, they could not. And so they felt this way oppressed. And this is why every valley shall be exalted. So those that are low, raise up your spirits. Make your hearts cheerful because the Savior, the Lord is coming. The King is coming. He who will preach good tidings of salvation. He who will forgive sins. He who will work miracles and signs is coming. And so it says, and every mountain and hill brought low, which were the people that were of greater power, those who ruled and governed, those that oppressed, those that humiliated the poor and the weak. They were those mountains and those hills. And the Lord said, be humble, be humble for you are arrogant and proud. And on top of that, he says, you're crooked, meaning the doctrine is crooked in you. You are not fulfilling the law of Moses, but rather you have made the way of the Lord crooked with your traditions. And he also tells them, the crooked places shall be made straight and the rough places smooth. And so imagine the state of their hearts, the hearts of those that are proud, of those who were devoted to idolatry, their hearts were rough. And so the Lord says to them symbolically that that which is rough should be smooth, meaning repent, open your heart, believe. Be willing for our God because the Lord is coming to manifest himself and he wants to find hearts that are humble, that are willing to listen to the word of our Lord, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in verse 5, it says, The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Yes, when Jesus Christ would begin to manifest, it was exactly what that voice that was in the wilderness, who was John that was preaching, saying, Repent, change, fathers, return back to your children, children, return back to their fathers, that there should be no enemies or grudges among yourselves, that there should be no grudges change because the Lord is coming he is consuming fire and he he needs hearts that are humble that hear him that listen and believe in him and this is why in verse 5 it says the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and the glory of the Lord was revealing itself in Jesus Christ and all flesh meaning all human beings 
shall see it together. And what will they see? The glory of God. They will see our Lord Jesus Christ. Many saw our Lord Jesus Christ. They saw him. They heard him. That was seen the glory of the Lord because it was God himself in the flesh manifesting himself to human beings there in that city of Jerusalem in that land of Judea. And it says, For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. And so, this is that great promise that the Lord made or gave to Isaiah to prophesy to those in Jerusalem of that time. But when was this fulfilled? Many centuries later. And so now we can go over to Malachi. Now, many centuries later, here in the Bible, we're going to go over to Malachi chapter 3, which is before the book of Matthew. You'll find Malachi. It is the last book of the Old Testament. Here in Malachi chapter 3, verse 1, it reads, Now the Lord also through the prophet Malachi in that time, because remember we're talking about these old centuries before the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 3, verse 1, Behold, I send my messenger, and this was referring to John the Baptist, and he will prepare the way before me. Now the Lord is saying here that John the Baptist was his messenger and he would be preparing the way for our God for when the Lord would manifest. And now it doesn't say here he will prepare the way so that a prophet can come, any other prophet, another prophet among the many I've placed and he will preach to you good tidings. The Lord never said this. The Lord always referred and said he would be manifesting himself on earth. He himself, that his glory would be manifested on earth and many human beings would see him and hear him. And so that occurred. And here in verse one, I read again, behold, I send my messenger, John the Baptist, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant. And so here the messenger is the Lord, the messenger of the covenant, which is Jesus Christ, in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And so this is what the Lord is saying. John is coming to prepare the way because he will be speaking before I manifest, says the Lord. So the Lord here is speaking of himself, that he would manifest himself on the earth. He would be speaking with human beings. They would see him, hear him, that they would see the glory of God. And so this is how the Lord refers to himself. Because these are just two verses, two books that I've mentioned. Because here in the Old Testament, there are many books, many prophets that speak of the Lord manifesting himself on earth, speaking to men that the Lord would be becoming a human being to see and to speak to man because it was that great blessing God would give to human beings after he had manifested through prophets. And so the Lord now wanted to manifest himself in person, glory to God, 
in person as our Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God and is God Himself. And so we have to read in the Bible to find all of these truths. We must read the Bible for there is where we find the truth of God and we find eternal life. Now let us move on to the Gospel of John. We read it previously. The Gospel according to John in chapter number one, which is the fulfillment of the prophecy that Isaiah gave and the prophecy of Malachi as well and of many other prophets that I'm not mentioning because of time but these two verses these bear witness of the divinity or the deity of our Lord Jesus Christ so that we are secure and that we do not disdain the Lord of glory in thinking he was an ordinary man or that he was just a man of God no we cannot disrespect the Lord because he is our God and this is a great mystery it is God God among human beings God speaking to human beings just as there is a verse in Isaiah that says that a virgin would bear a son and his name would be Emmanuel which was Greek but translated to English that means God with us and so it was not just an ordinary another prophet among us but God with us speaking and referring to Jesus Christ John John chapter 1 I think you have found the reading now and it reads in the beginning so the beginning of what now surely it was the beginning of us as human beings because God had no beginning nor end so the beginning of us as human beings okay that's a start and so in the beginning was the word and the word was with God so this is referring to Jesus Christ the word was with God and the word was God so we are reading John from verse 1 through verse 15 we will be reading and so in the beginning it says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God there is no doubt here but as there are those who do doubt because of the testament the new testament or the gospels i invite you to read in the old testament in the book of the prophets and there you will find the same teaching giving dignity to our lord jesus christ as god and in verse 2 it says he so this word of who we speak of he was in the beginning with god this word was in the beginning with god verse 3 all things were made so the universe everything because of this word because of Jesus Christ they were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made why because he is God he was God he is God and this is why the universe without him it would not have been made neither would we verse 4 in him was life in him in that word in Jesus Christ 
was life, and the life was the light of men. But here, it doesn't speak so much of the physical, material life, but it is eternal life. Nor does it speak of the physical, material light of men. It's not the physical light, but it is spiritual light. The light that shines in our soul, in our being. The light that takes away ignorance, that opens our eyes to understanding and comprehension. And with our understanding, we realize why we live and exist and what we do, what we do, who is who, and who created the universe and why it was created. It is that light, that knowledge, God with us. Verse 5 reads, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Now here, it speaks of darkness, of black darkness, of ignorance, and the darkness is also the devil. And it says the light shines in the darkness, and this is why the Lord created a physical light, and He also created physical darkness, so that we would be able to understand what was light and what was darkness. For had the Lord not given us day and night, we would not understand what was light or what are these so-called darkness that the Lord speaks of here I don't understand I don't know of it but we now know what it is we know what darkness is yes it's it's pitch black and the light it shines yes so this is why the Lord created the physical so that we too could understand when he speaks to us in the in this spiritual terminology we are able to understand him and so this is why the Lord also created us in his image and likeness why so that we are able to understand how the Lord is image and likeness of him means the Lord has ears he has a mouth he has eyes he has arms legs a body the Lord has that and so the Lord has hands to punish and to bless, eyes to see us and ears to hear us. So this is the image and likeness. And likewise, with light and darkness, he created day and night so that we could understand that God had created light and created darkness. Now, the light is Jesus Christ and the darkness is the devil. But had we not had day and night, then we would have never understood what light and darkness is. Now, here in verse 6, now, the darkness, of course, would never prevail against light, meaning the forces of evil will never prevail against the forces of good, our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, which is the same. And in verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John, who we just read of in Isaiah chapter 40 and Malachi chapter 3. He is the same, the same John they speak of. This man there was a man who was sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness. A witness of who? Because the prophets had spoken that John would come. But they never said, John is coming. They only said, a voice is coming that will cry out from the wilderness. A voice that will speak in the wilderness. He is coming. He was in the wilderness. And that voice is calling. It's John. It's John and he's coming to prepare the hearts. This is what the prophets said. And so it says, this man came for a witness, a witness of the prophets of the days of old. He came to preach, and it says to bear witness of the light, which was Jesus Christ. 
he it was now it's not the physical day that light was Jesus Christ and it says that he came as a witness of the old test of the old prophets John came to preach to bear witness and to tell people repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand and after me comes another that I am not worthy of loosening his sandal I am not worthy of him he he will baptize in fire he is consuming fire he is coming because I am not worthy of him repent because he is coming who is coming after me Jesus Christ is who he was referring to and this is what he bared witness of and he would tell people repent because when he appears and if you are doing what is wrong and you're hypocrites and false before God he could punish you he what he can do is sentence you to death but if your hearts are ready and prepare to hear his message his gospel well he will forgive your sins and give you eternal life glory to God and so it says here he says this John he would bear witness of Jesus Christ with the sole purpose of all believing in Jesus Christ verse 8 reads he was not that light John was not the light but he was sent to bear witness of that light speaking of that true light which was Jesus Christ in verse 9 that was the true light which gives light to every man coming into the world Jesus Christ our God who made himself flesh he made himself flesh in the body of Jesus Christ and came to the world came to earth to walk among men and women how beautiful and what a privilege to those who in that time saw the Lord in the flesh but well today we also see the Lord in spirit we see his mighty hand when he works miracles and wonders when his Holy Spirit comes upon us and uses us he gives us spiritual gifts he works so many miracles there we feel the presence of God we feel him in that he reveals himself to us as well and sometimes he shows people through visions and dreams how beautiful this is and so let us not lament so much over those of the days of old and so here that true light that shines on to every man was coming into the world and he was in the world so it says in verse 10 he was in the world that true light was in the world meaning our Lord Jesus Christ our God was already in the world yes he spoke to Adam he spoke to Eve he spoke to Cain he told Cain why did you kill your brother he spoke to all of the patriarchs to Noah he told him build an ark because I'm going to send a great flood and I will destroy mankind build an ark and preach to them to repent he spoke to Abraham to Moses to Jacob and Isaac all the prophets the Lord was manifesting himself in the days of antiquity with the people of Israel making himself known and speaking through the prophets as well so this is why it says he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him they did not know the works nor the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ who was in the time of Adam in Eden speaking and teaching Adam every once in a while here in the Old Testament this is why we love to read the Old Testament which is the word the Lord left written through Moses 
And there are these books of the prophets in which the Lord shares with us how God manifested, how he would speak to them. And he, the angel of the Lord would appear. He would appear as an angel and the men would say, I see the angel of the Lord. They could not understand that it was the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't know, nor did they understand it was Christ, but they would say it is the angel of the Lord. And so many times we find in the scriptures the appearance and manifestation of the angel of the Lord, extending his mighty arm to punish or to bless. And this is why in he was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. And so our Lord Jesus Christ, he didn't just appear 2,000 plus years just in Jerusalem, no. He had already manifested himself to the world because the world was made through him, but he manifested in spirit. He manifested as the angel of the Lord in the days of antiquity. But now our God has wanted to manifest in flesh and blood like human beings. This is the beautiful part. He manifested in flesh and blood like human beings. And here it says in verse 11, he came to his own. So he came to save souls to save men and women so that the devil would not seize them he came to forgive sins and to teach the doctrine to teach the pure gospel to teach the true way that leads to eternal life this is what the Lord came to the earth for he came to his own and his own did not receive him now who were his own well his own were the jews because the lord manifested there in the tribe of judah or in the land of judah and there in jerusalem it was the capital of judah and in jerusalem was where the lord had his beautiful temple that had been built by solomon by king solomon there, the Lord manifested for some time, for a period of time, to the priests, to the high priest. In that time, with the people of Israel. And so the Lord came, and it says, He came to His own, and His own did not receive Him. They did not believe in Him. They were the first who rejected Him. They rejected Him because the Lord spoke of a perfect king of the Messiah, of the precursor, of the Prince of Peace. He spoke of him, and not with literal words, but spoke through illustrations and metaphors and symbolisms. And this is why the people of Israel did not understand when the Lord Jesus Christ began to manifest himself on earth, they did not accept him because they wanted something literal and they interpreted everything literally and the Lord always speaks by figures and parables and symbols and this is why the Lord said he who has ears to hear hear those who have the Spirit of God a willing heart God will reveal himself and those who are, that will not have that word revealed they will remain ignorant without understanding and this is why they did not accept the Lord. 
because when that voice that cried out from the wilderness, as the Lord never said it was John, but only a voice crying out in the wilderness to preach, and then John the Baptist presents himself, and they don't believe in him either because they sentenced him to death. And so our Lord Jesus Christ, they didn't believe in him either because in Isaiah it says that a child would be born named Emmanuel, that it would be God with us, and his name would be called Admired, Prince of Peace, the Counselor, the Precursor, the All-Wise, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. These were the names the Lord gave him. And as he never called him Jesus of Nazareth, this is why when he arrives and finds the Lord with the name Jesus of Nazareth, they don't believe or accept it. And well, how sad that is, how sad, but us today, after thousands of years have passed, we have the privilege from God that he has given us the explanation. He has opened our understanding. He has given us this light to be able to comprehend the Lord and how he speaks through symbols, through figures, the word uh, that are rhetorical figures. And so. God speaks this way and so we've understood him and we've had experiences with a living God of power. And that is how in, during this time, the, from the very beginning of the church for 50 years, now it's been a little over 50 years now, but the Lord has manifested and he's continued to show us many symbolic things. But now we understand the Lord. We say, Lord, I now know when you give me a dream and I have a dream with sheep, I know Lord, these are people. And if you show me a dream, and I dream with serpents, snakes, oh Lord, those are enemies, people who are not pleased with God. And if they find out that I seek the Lord, they'll be angry with me. And so they'll be my enemies. Now I understand, Lord. And so we understand our Lord through figures. We understand the symbols. We understand the metaphors. Glory to our God that the Holy Spirit has revealed and taught us, has opened our eyes. And we live real experiences with a living God of power. This is why we preach his name. This is why we are not just another church among the bunch. No, we are people that are guided by the Spirit of God, led by God, ruled by him, and God manifests in our lives. And who is this God? Our God, the Father, our God, the Son, Jesus Christ, who is the same God, and our God, the Holy Spirit, who is the same. It is a mystery, but it is God, one God, one God. But for him, there is nothing impossible for him to want to work as the Son or to work as the Holy Spirit or to work as the Father. For him, is it impossible? He can do all things. He created the universe. He gives us the air we breathe, the, ox the oxygen we breathe, and we thank the Lord. And so our God, he has given us this light so that we are able to understand his scriptures and we are enjoying them glory to god but because in that time people wanted to interpret everything literally they didn't understand they didn't comprehend who they had before them john the baptist and they scorned him and they killed him and they killed our lord jesus christ as well they scorned him and killed him they didn't believe in him and he is the one today who is ruling in our hearts he is ruling in our lives he is our ruler he rules nature he rules everything that is called creation universe and it says in verse 
Well, as it says that his own did not receive him, verse 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, the name of Jesus Christ. And I hear people say in the world, and they say, well, we are all children of God. No, that is a lie. Because not all are children of God. The children of God are those who believe in Jesus Christ as God, that God is one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, one God, that God manifested in the flesh to mankind. And those who do and fulfill the commandments of our God, they are the children of God. The rest, everyone else, the millions and millions of people that you see, and we know through the news that there are millions in the world, we're told there are millions and millions of people, they are God's creation. They are God's creatures, not children of God. They are God's creation. They are God's creatures. But the children of God are those who do the will of God, those who do not sin, who do not steal, who do not commit adultery or fornicate, who do not violate the laws, who do not commit murders, who do not hold grudges and vengeance, who are not greedy, drunks, and full full of wrath and anger and doing vengeance and killing people, stealing, kidnapping, they are not children of God. They are God's creation and God wants them to repent. He wants them to know the way of God. God makes a call to them and says, know my word. I don't want you to steal anymore. I don't want you to commit those murders. I want you to be happy. Because every time you commit a murder or you steal from someone, you're unhappy. But I want to give you joy. Know my word. Read the Bible. And you will see. I will give you joy. And I will give you all you need. And no longer will you have the need to do these evil, displeasing things. And so I will give you joy and peace. And I will give you eternal life as well when you die. So you see what a great blessing from God that is so great. And so we ought to know how to distinguish between the children of God and God's creation or God's creatures. And here it says, and those who believe in the Lord, those who believe in his name, he gave them the title of being the children of God. He gave them the right to become children of God. And it says, who were born not of blood. So they are born not of blood or flesh. They're not uh, conceived by a man or woman, but they are conceived by the will of God because it says that we, when we know God, we are born again. Before knowing this word and knowing the path of our Lord, I was God's creature, God's creation. And surely maybe I committed sins. Well, I was young, and I, well, I don't think that they were such serious things, but maybe perhaps for the Lord they were. But when I found God, what happened? 
I found the Bible. I fell in love with God, and I began to read and read, and I began to find the truth of God and glory to God. I found it, and I continued on because I fell in love with the Lord. And so, what did the Lord do with me? He said, "You will be born again. I will give you a new heart." And yes, I was born again. I was born again, a new creature. But I had no need to once again be born of a womb. But God. He renovated me. He renewed my being and changed me. I stopped being selfish. I stopped being envious. I perhaps stopped being a liar, or maybe greedy. I don't know what else. Because I left all behind. Because he changed me. He took away those things. He changed me. But why did he change me? Because I gave him my heart. Because I gave him my trust. And I said, Lord, I want to follow your ways. I want to do your will. I want to please you. Teach me. This is what God does. This is what God does with all human beings, with all men and women, good or bad. And when I mentioned certain sins. I am not judging people, but rather just reminding you of what the sins are, so that people, people might say, "Well, I'm not able to change. I'm this way. I have this tendency. I can't change." No, you can't change. But it is God who will change you. It is God if you believe, if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you pray to Him, if you invoke Him, if you take time out and read the Bible. And so God will change you and take away all that is evil and make you a happy man, happy woman, and give you eternal life. This is what God does. And so the Lord will also give you that title of being children of God. And in verse fourteen, and the word which we spoke of in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, speaking of Christ. And the word, verse fourteen, and the word became flesh. God made Himself flesh. And dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse fifteen. John bore witness of him, of the Word. He gave. He bore witness of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and cried out, saying, "This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me." For he was before me. Glory to the Lord. John is here because we are reading the gospel according to John, and this John had the privilege of meeting our Lord, of being that person used by God to speak and to preamble the Lord Jesus Christ in His coming, in His manifestation. That is what John did, and so, my dear brothers and sisters, you who have read the Bible and know, and know this truth, you already knew this. We were just reviewing it, but perhaps there are many people who have never had the opportunity of hearing the Word of God, of hearing of what the Bible tells us, and I invite you all. To read the Bible, I invite you, so that you be those new creatures to be born again. For God to give you joy and peace, that God may extend His hand towards you and bless you, that God may also hear your pleas and prayers. And so, I invite you to read the Bible 
and to continue forward. And to my brothers and sisters, well, also continue reading the Bible because we must learn of God and we all must come to the point of being teachers of the Word of God. And so the honor and the glory be for our God. And now we will be praying to our Lord, praying for our needs, for sicknesses let us also pray for the current situation we're facing and let us pray so that the lord to each of you he may grant the blessing that you need now some may need money others food or, or groceries of others may need to pay their electrical bills their different services water bills and all of these things that are needed and rent and you need to buy food you need to pay off your debts as well and so there are many needs i know there are many needs and all of that place in the presence of god and if you if you've never been to the church you've never had the chance to read the bible don't worry pray to god for he will hear you as well god will hear your entire prayer god knows all thoughts God knows all needs. He knows what is in the heart. Only that God likes for us to share everything with him. Although he knows all things, but he still likes when we speak to him. And that is what we're going to do in our prayer. And we're also going to pray for sicknesses. If you have family members that are sick in your homes, lay on hands on them and read a portion of the Bible. Lay hands on them and trust that God will work the miracle. God will do the work for he is mercy and truth. And so... The brothers and sisters continue forward and now we're going to place all of our petitions before him oh blessed god blessed heavenly father we thank you lord god of heaven our god our king our father who created the heavens and earth you are a true god you are our father thank you lord for your love and for your mercy in the glorious name of jesus christ we pray that you hear our prayer hear our pleas hear our petitions and observe our needs lord we have needs spiritual and material and you know them well and lord this petition that we make in this moment we pray that you take away this sickness this virus that is covering the entire world and that wants to destroy us wants to destroy us all but lord Father, give us the opportunity in life to know you, to please you, to do your will, to fulfill your commandments, to do good things, upright and righteous things before you. Give us the opportunity, Lord, and forgive our evil ways. Forgive all the sin that is reigning. And Lord, please allow your children to walk around the world preaching your word, teaching your word, and may you support them and give them that power so that marvels may occur, wonders, and so that people see them and believe that you exist, that you are a real God, and that you are able to give these facilities to human beings, to work miracles and signs in your name, to serve the world in your name, so that people may convert to you, so that people may convert, and so that your word may be known by all, and that all may love you and praise you, all may seek you in spirit and truth, Lord, because you are spirit, Holy Father. Blessed and praised is your name forevermore. Holy Father, 
We pray that you extend your powerful hand upon the head of each man, each woman, each child, each each person of elderly age, and may you bless them. Some of them give blessings and healing to their bodies, remove all diseases and sickness. May you take away all of these viruses, these sicknesses that are incurable as well, such as cancer and many others. Lord, may you deliver also those persons that are victims of witchcraft and sorcery that are tormented by evil spirits that do not allow them to sleep at night and they have nightmares and they feel torment in their body. All of this, which is a product of, of witchcraft and sorcery, a product of envy of the devil. Oh, Heavenly Father, extend your hand, deliver and rebuke all evil spirit, all unclean spirit. May you cleanse the hearts, Lord. May you deliver us all and hear their prayers, hear their call. And may you bless each person, Lord. We are in your hands, eternal God. We are in your hands, Holy Father. We trust in you. Thank you, my Father, for listening to us. The honor, the glory, the praise be to you, Lord, from now on and evermore for all eternity and all ages. May all human beings, all generations from here on out may follow you, may seek you, may call and pray to you and value you and respect you and Lord and believe in your existence, my Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. For him be the glory, honor, and praise for now and evermore amen and now we're going to sing that beautiful chorus chorus number 80 titled praise the lord and we're going to sing to the lord with our heart praise the lord oh praise the lord all you gentiles all you nations his name worship for great is his love and his merciful kindness toward all his people and the faithfulness of god remains forever hallelujah amen and the faithfulness of god hallelujah is forevermore Praise the Lord, oh praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, all you nations, his name worship, for great is his love and his merciful kindness toward all his people, and the faithfulness of God remains forever hallelujah amen and the faithfulness of god hallelujah is forevermore glory to our god may the blessing of the lord be with you all in this day i love you in the lord and i send you many hugs and kisses to you all i love you in jesus christ thank you